around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are just delighted to have you join us, and we've got some wonderful things we feel like will be of help to you and your family and those that you are going to potentially need to have information to share with in the days that are ahead. First of all, I want to remind you that at on our website and at terrymize.com, you can find all of our former podcasts archived there for your convenience. They've been a real blessing, and, and Terry and I are just delighted. We've gotten so many good testimonies everywhere we've gone, in every church, and every place that we've been, even in remote places of the South Pacific, people that are listening to the podcast. So we're just thrilled to be able to have this opportunity, very honored to share with you the good things from the Word of God. Always remember on our website, terrymizeministries.com as well, uh, you can just get in touch with us there. All of our contact information is there. All of our products are available for your purchase. Uh, partner letter that Terry puts out every single month to communicate with you uh, where we are, what we're thinking, and why we're doing what we're doing. <laughs> then, um, the podcast, as I said, are archived, our calendar, schedule of where we're going to be preaching and ministering. And then also to remind you that we have from time to time a monthly offer. And then Terry's Facebook pages are there for you both personally and Terry Mize Ministries on Facebook as well. So we look forward to communicating with you. And please call the office and give us your prayer request. There's also opportunity there to give online and to be a blessing uh, to us as we go out and minister to the world. In fact, darling, we're about to take a big trip and go to the uttermost parts of the world. So one more time, one more time. We've got a we've got a pretty good sized budget, but we're believing God to pay every dime of it, just like He's done every time before. Absolutely. So we're looking forward to you being a partner with us, sharing with us the things that you're believing God for, and we partner together, praying and believing God for you. Oh, absolutely. We appreciate our partners. You know, I've said for so many years that we don't take our partners lightly. And every now and then somebody will come up and say, Brother Terry, I want to partner with you. Or Brother Terry, we do partner with you. We never take that lightly. And we pray for our partners every day. Every day. Command the blessings back upon them. Declare that... Uh, that God takes the seed sown. You know, that's his idea, Renee. He thought that's that right. up. He said, right. I, he said he'd take the seed sown, not the seed you intended to sow, not the right. seed you wish you could sow, not the seed, right. the seed you, you thought you might sow, uh, but he said the seed sown, S-O-W-N, past tense, the seed <laughs> sown, that's which right. makes you a sower, one who sows. And he said he'd take the seed sown and multiply that back to you again. He also says that he'll cause... Men to give to your bosom. He said, given, it'll be given to you again. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, mm-hmm. running over. The same measure you meet with all, he'll measure you again. That he'll cause men to give to your bosom. That's right. And so there's just so many scriptures in the Word of God. And, of course, one of them, I, I love Mark 10, 29, 30, where Jesus himself said, whatever you leave or whatever you give for the gospel's sake and my sake. He said, for my sake, Jesus' sake, and the gospel's he said, you'll receive now in this life. Now, that's, that's an amazing statement. He said, you'll receive now in this life a hundredfold and eternal life in the life to come that's right. with persecutions. And I've always said, you don't have to believe God or use your faith for the persecutions. Jesus said they'd come, so they'll come automatically. But you can believe God on the hundredfold return. You can believe God that you get it now in this life, not not some other time later, but now 
in this life. That's so, right. So That's we do right. pray for our partners, appreciate our partners, and believe God for our partners. You know, we've got partners. I've got partners that I've had since 1977. They're still mm-hmm. partnering today. That's right. And uh, and then, of course, we appreciate new partners all the time. Different ones come in, and, and we appreciate that. But anyway, let's get on with the podcast. And, uh, you know, I've been real troubled uh, this week, and I've talked to you about it. Uh, I'm just so tired and irritated, angry uh, about these school shootings and about the terrorism and about innocent people dying. And just this last week, this right. this demon-possessed kid in Florida uh, went into school and murdered 19 people, innocent kids, and uh, and then hurt a bunch more. And I'm just I'm just so tired of that, and I, I'd kind of like to talk about that just a little bit today. I've said to you many times before on the podcast and from the pulpit, and in my partner letters, and don't know how many of you aren't listening to the podcast. Get my partner letters, but uh, I write a, a letter to my partners every month, and I I exhort them and talk to them. And if you'd like to get on our newsletter and our mailing list and get that by snail mail, then <laughs> uh, you can you can um, write to us at P.O. Box Terry Mize Ministries P.O. Box. 35044 Tulsa, Oklahoma 74153 and uh, you can uh, let me say that again P.O. Box 35044 Tulsa, Oklahoma 74153 and, and those of you that really have it digitally then you can go to our, our website Terry Mize Ministries uh, .org or terrymize.com and uh, it's so uh, my secretary puts it up on our website every month when I write a partner letter. She'll put it up there. You can read it on the website, and we usually put it on my Facebook page as well. Just Terry Mize. Uh, one of my Facebook pages is Terry L Mize, and one of them is Terry Mize. And so uh, just go to either one of those, and you'll see it. You'll see it there as well. But uh, Renee, read that scripture in Psalms that uh, that talks about the the dark places and the cruelty. I, I hate cruelty. You know, all my life, I've seen cruel people. You know, I've seen little cruel little boys that just torment animals and torture animals. And I've seen people do cruel acts. And, and uh, you know, as a missionary, I've said many times over the years that I, I have seen things with my own eyes around the world in 50 years. This is my 50th year of ministry. And in 50 years, I've seen some horrible and cruel and evil things. And I've seen some things around the world that I've never told anybody about. I've never told you as my wife. I never told Jackie, who was my wife for 44 years before she went to heaven. I, I've never I've, I've never said it to a friend, to a pastor. I've never told anybody some of the evil, cruel things that I've seen around the world. Uh, but I do know what will stop it. The only thing I know that will stop that stuff is the is the Word of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus, will bring a stop to that stuff. And um, uh, man without God's a monster. That's right. There, there's there, there's oh, nothing oh, in the world sure. as as cruel, as evil, as a man without God. I mean, he can think of devious things, devious ways, perverted ways of hurting people and torturing people, and just horrible, horrible, evil, cruel things. And uh, uh, it's going to take the Word of God. It's going to take the name of Jesus. It's going to take the blood of Jesus. It's That's going right. to take the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to stop that kind of stuff. And it, and the church is equipped to do that. The church is, I've said to you many, many times, uh, the church is, is the only entity on the planet 
that's equipped to deal with demon spirits. We're the only ones, not that's the right. government, that's not the police, sure. not the military, uh, but the, the church is the only entity on the planet that's equipped to deal with demon spirits and to cast them out and to stop them and to bind them and shut them down in the name of Jesus. That's right. Do you find that scripture? Yes. Psalm seventy four twenty, And it's actually kind of the last part B of verse 20. And it's taken out of context in, in this amazing psalm that Asaph wrote. But part B of that scripture in Psalm seventy four twenty says... In the Amplified are, Bible you're the, reading. In the Amplified it says, Have regard for the covenant you made with Abraham, for the dark places of the land are full of the habitations of violence or cruelty. Mm. The dark places of this the world dark places of this world are habitations of cruelty. It's where cruelty lives. That's right. And I tell you, we're the light. Jesus said, you <laughs> are the right. light. He said, he's the light. Then he said, we're the light. He said, you're the light of the world. That's right. You're a, you're a city set on a hill, and don't you let your light get dim, but you keep shining your light bright. And it's it, the church is going to have to stand up and sure. take dominion and take authority over these demon spirits. Now, now I know that the school kicked God out years ago. That's right. Back in the 60s, an evil, an evil atheist woman in Texas by the name of Madeline Murray O'Hare, who's in hell today, uh, stopped the schools from having Bibles in the school and from having prayer in school. Mm-hmm. And and you know by the laws of reciprocal, when you take something out, right, something, something else, else comes in. Comes in to fill it. Those up. are just laws of the universe and laws yeah. of God. I mean, I mean, there's they're just laws of physics, laws of nature. Well, when you, know you take something out, something else is going to come back in. That scripture that says, "Deep calleth unto deep." Sure. You know what? However, however deep the hole is. Uh, it, it calls to something to come fill it up. No, exactly. That's, and that's exactly right. And, and you can fill it up with something good. Like Jesus said, if those demons go out, sure. if you don't fill it up with something in contrast, sure. good, sure. then he said seven worse. He said he'll come back and bring seven more with him. With him. And that's the concept of the world. They, they dug out a hole and mm-hmm. took God out of it. That's right. And then something seven times at least as worse oh, has yeah. come in there. Uh, to fill up what God had in there trying to bless everybody with no respect to persons. And so when we took prayer in the Bible out That's of schools, right. That's right. then guns and drugs came in the school. Oh, Jesus. My, my. You know, all we'd have to do to flip this thing around is put prayer back in the school, put That's Bible right. back in school, put God back in school. Well, People well, keep saying, well, why does God allow this? Why does God let this happen? Where was God? Where was God? Where was God? So many of these sweet students from yeah. Florida, uh, just this week been on TV saying, well, where was God? Where was God? Where was God? Why didn't God do something? And, and of course, the simple answer is, well, you kick God out of school. Right. I That's, mean, the kids didn't, but, but right. the school system, the, parents did. the United States of America kicked God out of school. No, that's you know, right. You know, I remember three, what was it, several years ago, whenever, uh, during the presidential election, I guess it was when Mr. Obama was running against, uh, who, Mr. Romney, was it the last uh, election yes. or the one before that? Yes. Uh, I remember being horrified watching the Democratic Convention, watching the DNC uh, on television Three times on national television, the DNC uh, voted God out of their platform. They, they sure I mean, did. I was just amazed. I said it with my, sure my, my mouth open. Well, and they said, right. we do not want yeah. God in our platform. And then when somebody mentioned God from the platform, they booed him. I mean, they booed God in America. They booed God right. Right. on national television, and they voted three times to kick him out. We don't want God in the Democratic Party. And you know what? If you look at the Democratic Party since then, they've kind of all gone nuts. 
And no. I know I've got lots of good friends that are Democrats and they're Christian Democrats and spirit filled Democrats. But right. you know, uh, I, I wouldn't stay in a party that says I don't want God. Right. And doesn't respect life and doesn't respect. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of political you know? things and, and spiritual things we don't agree with. But the fact that you kick God out, well, that when, when you everything. kick him out, yeah. then something else is going to come in. Something else with somebody. And so we've got some, in. we've got some crazy senators and congressmen now that are just nuttier than a fruitcake that, right. that uh, are running things because uh, God's not there. And so evil comes in. That's right. I, I was reading today, Terry, about, you know, the, just the simple things I've seen, all kinds of things put up on, on Facebook and Twitter and, and different things over the last week here about um, the just the perverted thinking that people have had oh, sure. about taking God out of school and sure. taking prayer out of sure. school, taking the Ten Commandments out sure. of school. And is, Isn't and that is, just absurd? Can you imagine? In the United States Can you of imagine America, in the United States of America that we say take down the Ten Commandments, <laughs> take out the Bible, take out <laughs> prayer, take out God, yeah. and then, oh God, why didn't you protect us? Oh God, why didn't you help us? Well, duh. Well, and you know, I, there's two or three things here that we need to point out is that now they cry mental health. Mm-hmm. Well, well, what is mental health? Mental health is, you know, people are going to say, well, well, are you mentally healthy? Well, how would you know? <laughs> I mean, ha, ha, what is the standard for mental health? If you're going to kick out God, the standard goes yeah. way down, way the down. Standard goes, because all the Ten Commandments were, was a standard of this is not, this is what is not good. This will never help you in life. You know, the Ten Commandments are in every nation of the world. Yeah, they really are. Even though they don't call them that. No. They're in every law system System. in the world. That's exactly right. And they're in every tribe I've ever been to in the jungle. I don't care where you go, whatever, and they're in every religion of the world. I don't care if you're Buddhist or or Muslim or or Hindu or what. It still says don't kill. Well, and it, thou shalt not a, kill. Thou shalt not kill. There, I mean, this, it just it, it just says don't take another standard. man's wife. Right. It says don't steal. You know, there are countries today that if you steal, they'll cut your hand off. Uh, everybody knows. Everybody. I mean, the tribes in the jungle know it's not right to steal. You don't steal. You don't kill. You don't murder. There's just things you don't do. But if you're going to kick God out and kick prayer out and kick the Bible out and kick righteousness out, then you say, well, what's wrong with killing? Well, what's wrong with stealing? Yeah, well, the conscience goes away. Well, the conscience goes the standard, away. The conscience gets seared, the Bible says. I was I was thinking the other day that, that, that there's really two things. There are really two things that that cause human nature to function at either high or low level. And it's your standards and then it's your choices. Sure. And it's standards and choices. That's what life is all about. What standards are you going to set for your soul? And then what choices are you going to allow yourself to make? And those standards and choices need to need to be in the people that are that are running our government, that are the principals of schools, that are teachers in classrooms, so that that people have a standard that is much, much higher uh, and are, are accountable. You know, uh, even the even James says that teachers suffer the greater condemnation. Sure, you know, sure. because there should be a higher standard for people that teach the Bible, rather than um, and and every area of life. If you're in charge of teaching a child, 
then it has to be from a standard of what the world calls mental health, <laughs> but we're calling Bible thinking. You know, sure. just just listen to this. I was just going to put this one thing out there uh, from one of the folks I, I admire on Twitter. It said, number one, government herds your children into gun-free zones where they are unprotected sitting ducks. Number two, government advertises these gun-free zones with signs for every mass murderer to see. Number three, after your helpless child is murdered in a government-run, gun-free zone, the government takes away your gun. I mean, there's just insanity. But when somebody comes in and does that, the first thing they do is call the police to bring their guns. To bring their guns. They need need guns. Anyway, we're not talking politics here. This is not politics. This is is talking about God being involved or God being kicked out where people go crazy. That's right. But But my point was that... When people do not have the standard of the Word of sure. God, and they do not think uh, intelligent <laughs> thinking of, if you get put a thought out there, and then you're you have to realize you're going to have to take it to its end, most possible. You always the, follow the most, it to the end. To yeah. the end, then this any is doctrine what, in church, you follow right, it to the end. Where the is end. this going to lead to? Where is it going? And this is going to be, you know, this is where the world is at right now. They're at the end of themselves. They put thoughts and standards out there that have been very low, that are very compromising, that are in direct contrast to the Word of God, and this is what they get. This is where they are right now. You know, Renee, for 50 years I've been around the world, and I've been in lots of jungles and lots of tribes, and I've been out in the boondocks where nobody knows where I'm at. And uh, and I I find people with no conscience. Oh, that's right. They, 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 they're, they have, they're, the Bible says their conscience is seared. They have no moral compass. And uh, the gangs, the cartels in Mexico uh, uh, and, and other places around the world, they literally have no conscience. They'd just as soon shoot that's you right. in the head as they would step on a cockroach that's because right. they don't see you as life. They don't see your life as valuable. They don't see that you're worth anything. You know, God says, God says that he agapes you. Right. You know, he loves you, but the word there is agape. And that That's word right. agape, if you ask the, the standard Christian, you say, what does agape mean? They'll say, mm-hmm. they'll just quote the little parrot quote and say, the God kind of love, the God mm-hmm. kind of love, the God kind of love. Right. That's not right. It, it is the God kind of love. But what it actually means is that God considers you of great worth and value. God con- Agape is that you have great worth and great value right. to God. Right. And so when God looks at you, he looks at something that's worth something. That's a valuable, you know, in marriage counseling for all the many years I've been in the ministry, I've had, I've had both husbands and wives come into me and say, and say, my husband doesn't value me. My wife doesn't value me. I'm not worth anything to them. They tell me I'm not worth anything. They tell me I'm a nobody. And see, that's, that's the opposite of what God does. That's right. God says you're of great value and great worth. And yet these gangs... And these murderers and these serial killers and these demon-possessed people, they absolutely have no form of agape. They have no form of considering somebody of great worth and of great value. When they look at somebody, they're looking at just a blob that has no value whatsoever. And for them to take a a gun and put a hole in somebody and kill them and watch their life's blood drain out, it it doesn't affect them at all. It, it, It doesn't phase them in any way, shape, form, or fashion because they have no conscience and they have no moral compass and they just as soon kill a person as to kill a rat. No, that's right. And it's so very, very sad that 
that in any generation, I mean, I could understand people acting like that in the dark ages, you know, when there wasn't anything out there. Well, and now we've got it in standard. the States. You know, we've got all these kids that play so much video games oh, yeah. where they just murder, 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 just blood, 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 right, blood and right. guts, blood and guts, gore, just kill this one, kill this one, shoot that one, right. shoot that one, right. until they until they, they, they get so seared in their conscience right. that they just think it's a game. Well, let's just go to school and do the same thing. But again, they go to school because there's no protection there. It's a, no, a gun-free right. zone. And so the, the kids are sitting ducks. Let me say this. I'm getting really irritated about this too. That uh, everybody on TV and, and, and everybody on these tweets and everybody on these messages and everybody's uh has their little sound bite and the little talking head. There's doing a the last two or three times that these these things have come along, they get on TV and they say, well, people say People say you ought to have prayers, and we need prayers. We're sending thoughts and prayers. Prayer just doesn't do any good. Prayer just doesn't do any good. We need more than prayer. This is going to take more than prayer. Right. Well, you know what? The people that say that, Renee, don't have a clue what prayer is. No. <laughs> I mean, those they are the sure people don't. that look at their food and say, you know. God is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they say good bread, good meat, good God, let's eat. I mean, they, right. they, don't, have yeah. any, they don't have any prayer. They don't know about prayer. They no, don't know about right. about getting a hold of heaven. They don't know that you can get on your knees right. and that you can reach all the way into heaven that's and you right. can cause heaven to stand at attention and you can cause God to to open his ear and open his heart and listen because you're you're praying, you're declaring, you're calling uh, by the name of Jesus. When you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, then all of a sudden heaven stands at attention. That's right. They say, what? Somebody's using the name of Jesus. Somebody's serious about that's this. Right. They're not just well, saying, oh, right. rub-a-dub-dub, thank you for the grub. Oh, you know, <laughs> oh, Father, just bless that's everybody. Right. No, no, that's no. Right. These people that are saying there's no, prayer doesn't work, they don't have a clue what prayer is. No, that's And right. what's going to have to happen is that, that those of us who do know what prayer is, we're going to have to get serious with our prayer. And uh, it's a spiritual authority thing. Well, it, it it's really where is. you anchored to. Right. When, when, when the devil came to Jesus there in Matthew 4 and also in Luke 4 and tempted him uh, and said, Hey, you're hungry. You've been out here fasting all this time. You had anything to eat? Make, this, make these stones turn to bread. Jesus, wasn't, Jesus didn't do that. Didn't that's consider right. that. He said, No, no, no. I'm anchored to something over here. No, and what I'm right. anchored to is the word of God. And what the word of God that's says right. is that thou, man shall not live by bread alone. Right. So therefore, he shut it down with what he was anchored to. He shut it down with the word of God. The devil comes back and says, hey, let me take you up here in this big high pinnacle. Now jump off here. After all, God will send his angels to help you and, and save you and protect you. Jesus said, no, no, no. I'm anchored over here. There's an anchor over here. I'm, uh, there's a well over here I'm dipping into right. that says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. That's right. Three times the devil came to him to tempt him with something. Right. And Jesus shut him down because he said, oh, no, no, no. No, that's not even my thinking. I'm anchored over here to something else. I'm anchored to the truth. I'm dipping, I'm dipping into this well. I'm reaching into this well here, and, and it, it's the truth. And so you get out of here. You get thee behind me, Satan. And the Bible says he left him for a better time. That's right. He and I guess found, he never found him because he, he didn't come one. back. No, that's right. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Uh, it's... Uh, you know, on TV this last week, this ignorant, bless her heart, this ignorant comedian, and why they'd put a comedian on a talk show to try to give somebody advice, I have no idea. But this woman named Joy Bayer, Behar, whatever you could say, she made fun of Vice President Mike Pence because she heard him say that he was a Christian yeah. and that he prayed 
and that Jesus talked to him, that God talked to him right. and, and told him what to say. And she just went nuts. And that's what they do is they go nuts. And she literally said, yeah. she literally said, I mean, ABC ought to, ought to, they ought to examine themselves. I mean, that show that's needs right. to be canceled. That woman needs to go away and ABC ought to repent. I mean, they better be careful what, what they're putting on the, no, on, right. on, on the air that's because right. they, they allowed her to say that, Mike Pence says he talks to that Jesus talks to him. She said that's mental illness, and everybody just laughed. All those silly women just laughed their heads off. And, and I'm sitting there right. saying, uh, "He talks to me." Yeah. You know the the question is, does God God talk to you? Well, here's the answer: He talked to people in the Bible. Right. He talked to Abraham. Exactly. He talked to Isaac. Yes. He talked to Jacob. He talked to Jesus. He That's talked right. to Paul. He talked to he talked to these people in the Bible. He talked to Adam. Well, if he talked to people in the Bible, then he talks today. That's just amazing. And for this example, crazy this, comedian, this crazy woman, to get on television and to right. say that if you think that if you hear from Jesus, you're mentally right. ill. Right. There's your mental illness. Well, it really is, and to not recognize... She's calling every Christian mentally ill. I know. I just said, uh, my goodness gracious, how many, how many, you know, swath of people did she just X out uh, on the, in the human race of people that spend their time doing their best to listen to God? Oh, absolutely. To hear that inner voice or just a nudge or just a, a, a piece of knowing... You know, I mean, God doesn't always have to use words as much as he does that you know that you know that you know that that's what God wants you to do. Oh, absolutely. You know, and they're, they're, that's unknown spirit realm and, and to say a, that that's a, mental for a, health. For a spiritually dark person, yeah. for a spiritually <laughs> ignorant person, has for no a person who has no light, yeah. Jesus said, we're the light of the world. Right, right. Well, for a person like that to stand up and make a make a declaration about right. God who they don't know, right. about prayer who they don't have any clue how to do, right. about Christians who they don't have any clue what that's about, that's right. and to get up there and make that kind of a statement, and then all her cronies sit around and laugh about it. Right. You, you know, my concern, I've been praying for her because my concern is that she is going to hear from God. Yeah. <laughs> There's a day coming when she's yes. going to hear from Jesus. If she doesn't change, if she doesn't she get doesn't saved, get if she doesn't get born again, if she doesn't right. repent and come to God, she's going to hear him talk to her, and he's going to say, "Depart from me, I never knew you." No, that's a voice, words, a sentence you never. That's want to something hear. you don't ever want to hear. You don't ever what want you want to hear. hear. What you know, if she'd get saved, God, would, she'd hear other words, and God would say, "Yeah, well done." My well, good and faithful servant, just come on in. That's right. But I, if she hears those words, "Depart from me." I never knew I you. never knew you. Then she'll go where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth is what Jesus said. Well, that's a certainly a verdict nobody ever wants to hear. No human being no, ever it's should. Sad. It, it is Especially scary. when it's... you live in a country where the light of the gospel shines the brightest. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and you can you can learn America's uh, always shined for God, but I tell you there's people like her trying to put it out. They're trying to put the no, light that's out. Right. That's right. You know, for for someone that is so totally ignorant and the world is Every comedian that's been on television, so would have voted God out of their convention and to <laughs> boo God. I, I'm just, I, I, yeah. I'm amazed. Well, to to make comments as though they're absolutes when they know nothing about the realm of the supernatural and certainly know nothing about the kingdom of God, that unseen realm, that really where all the power is, and those of us that know about prayer that know about the name of Jesus, know how to move into that uh, with just simple words that God will begin to move when you ask him to. You know, I've been shot at a number of times, Renee, and uh, bullets never hit me. 
and I was sitting in a church not very long ago. I was sitting in a place, you were with me, and I was sitting in a place, and I was just kind of studying my notes, thinking about going out to speak. And, and the pastor's wife just walked past me there in the office, and she just said, uh, now how many times were you shot at, Brother Terry? Well, she was talking about my hitchhiker story. She right. was talking about whenever I picked up a hitchhiker in Mexico right. and uh, and he pulled a gun on me, so I'm going to kill you. And I said, I'm a man of God. I've got authority over you in the name of Jesus. You can't kill me. Well, he shot at me five times at point blank range, as close as I am to you right now. And the bullets didn't hit me. And uh, that's what she was thinking about when right. she said, how many times were you shot at, Brother Terry? Well, I wasn't thinking that. I was just sitting there doing my notes and doing my other stuff and thinking about what I was going to preach on. And so when she said that to me, how many times were you shot at, Brother Terry? I thought like, oh, how many times in my life right. you know, have I been shot at? And I, and I said, oh, about seven or so, I guess. Yeah. You know, and maybe, no, maybe eight, maybe ten. Yeah. And she said, well, I thought it was five. And I said... Oh, are you thinking about the hitchhiker story? You talking about the hitchhiker story? She said, yeah. I said, oh, yeah, it's five times, five times. But I said, but I've been shot at a lot of times. I said, I've been shot at in Haiti. I've been shot at in Mexico. Right. Uh, I've been shot by the shot at by the hitchhiker. That was five times. Mm-hmm. And then if you just count one time and one time in Haiti and Mexico, that's that's seven. But there were other shots and other times. I've never been hit by a bullet yet. Hallelujah. Now, see, I, now I like guns. You know I like guns. I'm right. a Texan. <laughs> I've got my CHL to carry. You've got your, your concealed carry license as well. Right. But, you know, I, I, I don't depend on that for protection. No, that's right. I like guns. I enjoy guns. I like to go out and shoot. I like to hunt. But I don't pretend on that for protection. When no, I walk in a right. store... And walk in a, in a movie theater, walk right. in a restaurant. I, I'm, I'm taking the blood of Jesus in there, the name of Jesus That's in right. there. You know yourself when wherever we go to a movie or we go into some crowded place or into a mall sometimes, and I'll just say, I'll just say the blood of Jesus That's upon right. this place. And I bind every spirit of assassination. No, I bind every right. spirit of murder. I bind every spirit of terrorism, including terrorists and any device right. they might have. The blood of Jesus is against them. We're that's protected right. by the blood. We put the bloodline around this place. Well, that that's where my protection comes. I'm not depending on that silly gun. I like guns. I enjoy guns, but I, that that's not where I get my protection. No, that's right. A, a gun's never protected me, and the blood of Jesus has. That's true, and that's such a wonderful testimony that, you know, when if you find yourself either without there, without the weapons of the natural realm, you've always got the no, weapons right. of the spiritual realm. You know, my realm. old book, my original book, More Than Conquerors, that's really old now. It came out in 1978. But uh, I tell that hitchhiker story in that and talk about that. And uh, there was a time period back in America, an old back, I don't know, maybe in the 60s or something, no, 70s. I forget when it was, but it was getting a little dangerous in Chicago and a little dangerous right. in other places. Sure. In fact, Americans were actually getting scared to go outside at night. I mean, even news oh report news yeah. reports were saying there are places in America where people are afraid to go outside at night. And uh, when I heard that, I started just... Uh, giving that book to people right. and telling people they need to read it. Right. And I started telling parents, hey, if you've got teenagers and with all those drive-by shootings right. started and right. some kid was walking down the road with a certain kind of tennis shoe and he'd get killed for them or a certain color hat and they'd get killed for them or the gangs were killing them because they had the wrong colors. And, and I said, if you've got teenagers, you ought to get my book. That's right. And you ought to have them read that that story, that hitchhiker story, over and over and over, and get that in their spirit that that the blood of Jesus is stronger than a bullet. That Absolutely. the blood of Jesus, the Absolutely. name of Jesus, is stronger than a gang fight. The gun, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, is more powerful than a gun. And I tell you, I had parents, I had I had policemen, you know, I had military people 
you, you know, every time a military a parent comes up to me that's in, got a child in the military that's going to go into harm's way, I give them my, my cell yes, phone, my do. private cell phone that's number. Right. That's <laughs> that I don't right. give to other people. Right. And I say, you, you give this to your child and you tell them. Uh, a guy came up to me just the other day and he said, he said, my boy's a SEAL and he's about to be deployed and they can't tell you where or what. And I said, you give him my phone number. Here's Hallelujah. my phone number. Here's my cell number. That's right. And you tell him to call me night or day. I don't care what time it is in America. That's what time right. do you tell him if he's going into a firefight or if he's getting shot at or he's he's considering there, it's something's about to be uh, harm's way and life threatening? Right. Tell right. him to call me. You, I don't care what time it is. I'll pray with him. I'll talk to him. But you know, just getting my book more than conquerors. You know, we've still got it. We still. I yes, mean, it's we still. Do. It's still a popular, popular <laughs> book. And even as old as it is, but but you know, and, and, we had one church just order an entire case of that book, More Than Conquerors, and they gave all of them to everybody in their leadership, yeah, Terry, and they're training them out of that book and leadership well, in that church good. up in that's Indiana. That's exactly good. Well, you know, just what last year, whenever those five policemen were shot in Dallas, yeah, and then other two policemen were shot in Louisiana, right, and then policemen were shot in Baltimore. I mean, right. people just walk up to this police car and just bam for no reason, right? Uh, you know, kill hideous, a policeman. Hideous, hideous uh, crime. We had a friend, a friend of yours, right. in in Houston, right. That's uh, in in charge of a motorcycle division uh, right. there in Houston, <laughs> uh, in the in the police force, and uh, called us and said, "Pray, pray for my officers, man. All right. the cops are getting shot everywhere. Pray for my officers." And we so we'll do more than that. We'll send you a case of books. That's right. And uh, you just get those. Right over those. You wrote you, a letter to each of them. You make your officers read yes. them. So we wrote a letter to each one of those That's policemen. Right. That's all right. All those officers. And we sent that case down there. I tell you, they all read that, that story of the hitchhiker uh, to protect them. Yeah, and I've had policemen. I've had protection. policemen all over the country come to me over the years. I've used that. I tell you, I've gone into situations, you know, went in harm's way and gone into domestic That's right. uh, violence situations and gone into dangerous situations. But I I took what I read in that book and when the blood of Jesus, right. the name of Jesus, and I've uh, been protected every time. Uh, it, it's time we realize how important prayer is. No, that's right. How important exactly. the name of Jesus is. How exactly. important the blood of Jesus is. How important the covenant of God that's is. Right. How important the power of the Holy Spirit is. And realize that we are in authority. We are in dominion. That's and we right. are uh, in spiritual authority. And as, and, and, and as Paul said, we are more than conquerors. <laughs> That's I mean, right. conquerors more, more than, than, more than. Well, I I will just close out here today, darling, by just saying that, you know, prayer is I something. I hate evil. <laughs> I know. Cruelty. That, I hate the, it. The dark places of this world are habitations of cruelty. And wherever there's a Christian, you should stand against the darkness in your local area. Absolutely. And you can set up an entire kingdom of kingdom of God office in your home get you some maps of your city and begin to lay hands on it and pray Absolutely. over it and command find out where the darkest parts of town are and your prayers can start controlling the effect that darkness has on your city Absolutely. but you have to believe that what you say will come to pass the sure. whole the whole purpose to me and the whole the quickest way to grow as a christian is to get your own bible out and begin to take scriptures that'll build faith and begin to pray the word of god not only over your family, but over your neighborhood, over your city. And you'll not only grow quickly spiritually like that, but you'll begin to take authority over the demons and darkness that are in your city. And you'll, <laughs> you know, it's amazing to me. You'll be the, you'll end up being in charge here, give you about six months and a year, and you'll start seeing all your prayers coming to pass over the city. You know, Renee, we were at a hotel last night in, uh, in Texas, in Waco, Texas. And, uh, 
you had gone upstairs. The the bellman had come to take the luggage up, and you had gone upstairs, and I went to park the truck. And for some reason, I reached in my pocket. I know what, I reached in my pocket for my keys, but for some reason, I pulled out both my keys and my pocket knife. Mm. Now, my pocket knife is an old K-bar that my granddad gave me. Right. <laughs> I've had that knife, I don't know how many decades I've my had that goodness, knife. My yeah. granddad gave me that K-bar, and it's very special to me. Right. And uh, and I pulled out my keys and my K-bar for some reason. I don't know why. I didn't just stick it back in my pocket. Right. But I was getting some stuff out of the car for you. And so uh, I just reached back and laid the keys and my knife on the on the cover of the back of the pickup. Oh my goodness! You know yeah. we've got one of those sliding right. covers, covers that cover the cover the pickup, right. uh, back of the pickup. And I thought, and I even thought in my head, uh, now I won't leave that there because I have to have my keys. Right. So I'll I'll remember that. I'll remember my keys. I won't leave that there. I won't forget my knife and my keys right. Right. because I I have to have it to lock the door. Right. So I knew I wasn't going to lose it or wasn't going to you know. And so I got whatever I got for you and and and. and Reached around there to, and grabbed my keys and locked the door and walked up in the hotel. Left that knife there. Didn't know I'd left it. Oh, Terry. And I and I said what I always say. I laid hands on that pickup as I walked by it. And I said, angels, I give you charge over this truck. Mm-hmm. I give you charge over this truck. I plead the blood of Jesus on this truck. I draw the line of blood. The bloodline is on this truck. And I walked away. Mm-hmm. And something kind of pricked my heart. And I guess God was trying to tell me, go back there and get your knife. But I didn't think that. I just thought, well, what? So I just said it again. I was probably 10 feet away, 12 feet away from the truck. Yeah. And I said, Angel, I, I give you charge over that. You're in charge of that truck. Now keep it from vandalism. Keep it from being being destroyed. Keep it from any right. fire. Keep it, right. keep it protected. Keep everybody off of it. The blood of Jesus is on it. <laughs> I walked about 10, 15, 20 feet away and, and it hit me again. I turned around and said, Angels... <laughs> Keep that truck. You you right. you keep every bit of it. You don't let anybody mess with it. Don't anybody touch with it. You're in charge of that truck in Jesus' name. I give you charge over it in the name of Jesus. Finally got on up to the hotel and went upstairs where you were. Spent the night. Got up this morning. Came out early this morning because we was driving back to Tulsa. Uh-huh. Came out early this morning and, and there's a there's a jogger standing right by the truck. A gentleman, gray-headed. Yeah. And uh, and he's right by the truck and looking around the truck. And I thought, well, what's he doing over there by the truck? And uh, I just stopped and stood there for a minute and watched him. I thought, oh, what's he doing? And he just kind of looked and walked away and stopped and turned back and looked again. Then he just walked away and started running, just started jogging. And I thought, well, that's weird. And so I walked on over there to get in the truck. And when I did, I looked over there and there's my K-bar laying on the Laying on the truck. Terry land, my goodness. And I said, oh, dear Jesus, I left that. I forgot. I remembered instantly that I'd put it up there right. and, and knew that I wasn't going to leave it because it was with, with my key. That K-bar stood up to say out there all night in plain open sight, laying right up there and just in front of God and everybody. And uh, no telling how many people had seen it this morning, including that guy that was standing there. Right. I mean, it was right. just laying there. Just You couldn't miss it. Right. And yet not anybody touched it. I got, I got it in my pocket. Praise, praise the Lord. You know, Amen. the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, we've got spiritual authority over all our stuff, but not only all our stuff, but our family, our friends, our people, our nation, America. 
I'm going to have to hush. <laughs> well, that's right. How many of you know I'm not through? No, no. I'm not through. No. I just want to have to quit. Well, it just reminds me, too, that, uh, you know, in the ages to come, God's going to show unto us exceeding greatness of his power. But he sure wants to show off through us now. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of the covenant and the covenant of blood on every person listening to this That's podcast. Right. That's right. Listening to it live today or listening to it archived in the future. The blood of the covenant and the covenant of blood. I Amen. put the bloodline That's right. around them, around them, around their family, their home, their car, everything they have to do with the blood of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Angels, we loose you That's to keep right. them, protect them, bless them. Devil, I curse you. I rebuke you. You know that I hate all hell and all hell hates me. We're in agreement about that. <laughs> Only the only thing you can do about it because That's I'm right. covered in the blood. The blood of Jesus. And Father, we pray for our partners. We pray for our friends. We pray for those that listen to us on the podcast or read our materials or come hear us preach or uh, in any way, in any way are involved with us. Partners that send us money. Partners that pray for us. I curse the cruelty, the cruelty in the dark places of this world Amen. and keep them from our friends and our partners in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. And Hallelujah. Father, we declare that prayer does work, that prayer changes things, that prayer is alive and well, and it's it's communication with heaven, and heaven communicates back, and we're not mentally ill, but we're blood covenant, blood warriors, Amen. blood washed children of Almighty God That's in right. the name of Jesus, That's and we act right. like it. We stand That's up right. and act like it and say salvations of the Lord, and God protects us and keeps <laughs> us and blesses us and prospers us yeah, in all right. that we do. And Father, it's time we take America back. It's that's time right. we take the schools back. It's time we take the government back. It's time the Christians stood up who, who have run this nation from its beginning and who have uh, had prayer meetings in the White House and in Congress and everywhere else from the beginning. That's and right. then we've let Namby, Pamby, sissy-fied non-Christians or mealy-mouthed Christians come in and say, well, we shouldn't do that. It might offend somebody. Well, I hope it does. And the one I hope it offends the most is the devil. That's right. The blood of Jesus, Father. Amen. And we take it and Thank declare blood, that Lord. God bless America, that Jesus is Lord over America, every that the word of God mayor, prevails over America. Oh, Our first every, responders, our police Lord, officers, Lord, our military, Father. We pray for the military all the time bless those men and women and the blood of jesus against them angel armies stand against protect the powers them. of darkness thank you father thank you then we bind every spirit of terrorism and therefore terrorists and any device they might have That's right. and we bind them rebuke the them cause them to be jesus. confused turn on themselves father in the old testament the enemy had turned on themselves they'd kill each other they'd drop their weapons and run away in jesus name hallelujah we're calling for some Old Testament. That's right. Angel armies That's in right. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. For Thank you, Father. For all the things you've given us, Lord, to be able to combat the forces of darkness. We Jesus, appreciate that. You, well, we're so glad you've joined us today. 
And uh, we invite you to listen again and tell your friends and family about TerryMize.com, Terry Mize Ministries podcast every week. We put up a new one for you. And you can contact us at TerryMizeMinistries.org and TerryMize.com. Communicate with us. Send us your prayer request, all the products there, our preaching calendar, minister calendar, ministry calendar, all of the things that we put out there to help you, the partner letter. We just want to have everything there to help you and minister to you. This is kind of a long podcast today. I think it's the longest we've ever gone. I think for it's, 42 yes. minutes. It's the longest we've ever gone, but you know, you got a lot in there. I'm and all so, and we're just so glad you were there listening. So God bless you all. Have a marvelous and blessed week, and we will see you next time here on Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. God bless you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions Podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.